Hey, listen, how good is it to have the boys back on the box? Hello, Brisbane. says Brisbane crowds are consistently the league's biggest. North Korea launching an intermediate-range missile over Brisbane's new bike-hire scheme. What am I going to see in Paris that I can't see in Nashville? Like, at what point is a Highgate Hill? At what point is it South Brisbane or South Bank? You will find the location of where the treasure of Brisbane is hidden, mate. When I arrived, they advised I needed some 4X. Hello, and welcome to Unpacking Brisbane. I'm Joe DeWire, and I'm here, as always, with Millennial Juice. <laughs> the new limited edition beer from Felons that I just got an email promoting. <laughs> How are you, Juice? What? Uh, yeah, I'm good. I'm, <laughs> I'm real hoppy. Um, um, I like to dance because I'm. Yeah. Le- I like to drink wine in the sun with yeah. my friends. You <laughs> know? On, on this Felons email, it says, "Like all good beer names, this one was conceived as a joke between brewers." So you're telling me like Furphy, 4X Gold, Tui's new. They're like, mate, you know not have people in fucking stitches? Victoria Bitter. That'll rock them. It's like, where do we live again? Sapporo. Classic. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, apparently their youngest brewer, it says it seemed fitting that our youngest brewer, Jared, should write the recipe. Jared presumably being a millennial. What if Jared was like 14? Imagine if you imagine if you were like a master brewer, but you were ever, never allowed to taste the beer. You've never had <gasps> beer. It's like how Haley awesome. Steinfeld was nominated for an Oscar for being in True Grit at the age of fourteen, and it was an MA movie, so she couldn't even see the movie legally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things like that. It's exactly like that. Um, speaking of beers, though, Joe, we are actually resorting mm. to our old style of uh, podcasting because we spoke about this last week. How we used to have a couple of beers, and you know, there probably ma- too many beers. Really, it became yeah. Became short of the weekend, really, my, my social event of the given week. Mm. But and um, but the circumstances have transpired where I can sleep in on on weekdays now. So. Yeah, exactly. So Joe's so, having, a, Joe's having a, a crack of beer but, on and, a weeknight. But yeah, we've gone away from our fit stop F forty five drinking a water after some brown rice. None of that. We're having a. We're back on it, gang. Yeah, the young Pakistanis. We're here to party. I and had a I had a ham sandwich for dinner. You now did. I'm having a now having a can of beer. I saw you have a ham sandwich. Yeah, it was real for weird. Dinner. It was weird. Yeah. Well, you toasted. It wasn't. It looked like Christmas ham. It wasn't no, like. It was, it was really cheap. I really wanted like a quarter roast chook from Woolies, but of course they're not selling any at eight. Like they're all sold. Mm. But I was sort of in the deli section. And I got some ham. Anyway, what? we are having, We're a, having a delicious a, Canberra beer. It's called a Bent Spoke Brewing Co. Mm. And it's the Crankshaft. And it was born and brewed in Canberra. Yeah. It's a, a cranking a, IPA. A birthday present from my sister. Oh, thank you. Or Christmas present. Tilly, thank Uh, you to me. Tilly from Uh, Holy shit, Tilly, you didn't hold back. It's 1.7 standard drinks. This This is going to be a weird episode. Uh, But what are we talking about today, Henry? What are we going to get freaking crazy with? We're going to get freaking crazy drunk, smash, (laughs) smash it. Fucking hammered. Get ready to black out (laughs) on Turinga. We're going to go Turinga. This is exciting. Uh, I didn't know heaps about this suburb so I thought until I started to dive into it and you realise as we will discuss it is sort of hidden amongst iconic places yeah. it's sort of it's the grease that gets the wheel going that is way Brisbane. more than what you'd think is in Turinga is my biggest takeaway like it's it's a far more important suburb to Indro to Tawong to Milton, to Orkinflower, and to St. Lucia, crucially, than it's given credit for. Yeah, so we're going to get into all of that in a second. First up, though, Mangroves tickets, they're nearing 80% sold out. It, it, it's really ticking along. We are 
hoping this happens, obviously, with the COVID situation at the moment, please keep washing your hands. And every time you do, just hum bounced out to yourself yeah, as yeah. a reminder of I'm why you're doing it. another bloke in Sydney and be happy that you're not another bloke in Sydney at the moment. It's oh. a fictional song. Be, mm. be glad of that. Yeah, that song will carry a little bit more meaning, yeah. won't it? <laughs> a little bit more menace at the moment. Now you're like. just another bloke in Sydney that I don't call you're because you died from, from COVID. COVID. Absolutely. But yeah, it's it's selling fast. It's going to be a great night. Um, hopefully, I mean, as it still seems with current restrictions, dancing will be back. So yeah. buy a ticket um, at minimum for $14. You'll be able to have a great night at Felons and listen to some really fun music. So It's going to be... The best night of the year. I, I, I we, we've been kind of nutting out some surprises yeah. for it. We've got some things planned, some things on Pakistanis are going to love. Yeah, it is going to be an absolutely fantastic night. I, I promise you, if you do not come, you will feel the FOMO the next yeah. day. And given how many people have already bought tickets, it's at a point where there's going to be so many Insta stories that you'll be going on your feet mm. and everyone will just be blanketing you. So grab a ticket, $14.70. What an absolute bargain. Bargain. $12.70 of that goes to the mangroves. So, mm. you know. And as I've said there before, if there's a mangroves gig and you're not there, you're in Sydney. Folks, <laughs> before, before we uh, move into our wig out, just wanted to give you a quick update on the Scooby-Doo situation. Yep. Um, for anyone who's joining us at this episode, welcome. Lay it on me. Um, we have a long history with the Scooby-Doo film from 2002 that was filmed in Queensland, uh, bits of it in Brisbane and predominantly at Morton Island, Tangaluma Island Resort. That became Spooky Island. I have a psychological and emotional attachment to Scooby-Doo because I did speak like the canine detective for an entire year of my life, that year being 2003. Yep. I didn't break character. I went, I had to see occupational therapist. It's all covered in an episode of Unpacking Brisbane. Occupational Got- therapist who, you know, I've never understood what they do. And the fact that they helped you with that makes me understand their job even less. I think they thought I would never get an occupation if I didn't stop right. learning to see what like I, could, I could I could do with some bloody occupational therapy at the moment, mate. You could, you could do a little bit of that. <laughs> a little bit of that. You could do with a little bit of occupational tea. But yeah, so mate, essentially, uh, I, I've met with Mike. And for those of you who don't know, Mike Gambaro, you'd know the surname of the Gambaro dynasty. Of Caxton Street, the, the, the crown kings of Caxton Street, really. What I didn't know that Mike told me tonight is that if you look down when you enter the Caxton Hotel, on the ground there's a sort of plaque of three men. Um, three, and his grandfather is the bald man and so of the Gambaro's empire. So... Oh, that doesn't surprise Look down next time you're there. Um, but basically, yeah, Bill, Bill Caxton Street from the bare hands and Mike put the status up that triggered me to think about this project and, and share it with Joe, but that he thinks there should be a 20-year reunion of Scooby-Doo at Tangalooma next year in 2022. So Mike and I, as you would have heard in a previous episode, had a phone call and went off with some projects. We met up tonight at the Caxton and we basically just had a conversation to see where we were at. Mike is talking to a former Warner Brothers executive. That person has given some tips around the kind of social media campaign that would be needed to push Warner Brothers to have some involvement in this project. Pretty major studios, so it's a fairly lofty undertaking we've set. It's a big task, but what we think is that there is a chance that through certain media contacts with Movie World and with Universal, who has some of the rights in terms of broadcasting Scooby-Doo into Australia and distributing it, um, we, we think there could be some some tips here that could take us forward. So 100%. Mike's sort of dealing with that sort of stuff, the, talking to the movie studios about what involvement they might want to have in this reunion if it were to go ahead. What I've been working is the Tangalooma side of things. Yeah. 
without giving too much away, and we'll, we'll talk about this in in the future, got a contact, got a source yep. in Tangaluma. Someone, a man on the inside, a man or woman on a, the inside. Yes, well, I, will, I can reveal it is a woman on the inside. Okay. And um, we'll, we'll reveal more as it comes together. It's already quite quite a big thing to reveal. Yeah. I think most people will know who it is from that. Yeah, uh, just narrowing it down. But <laughs> basically, it's, it's Velma. No, um, but, but essentially, we've we put together- Ron get, trans now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's Rowena. Mrs. Bean. Uh, so <laughs> what all I'm doing is putting together a document- uh, which is basically a pitch as to what we would like to see at Tangaluba. And there's some big ideas going around. Obviously, some sort of live podcast. Obviously, some sort of screening of the film. Everything that could be included in this spooky fest that we yep. could slip in there. So, uh, All we'll say is if you want to know more about what Henry and I might have planned for next year, there are two excellent fire festival documentaries on Netflix <laughs> and Hulu that cover what happens when two people who have no backgrounds in festival management decide to organise one. Now, the crucial difference, none of us are Ja Rule. No. So I, I think we'll probably be fine. But we do break Ja Rules in terms oh, of... fucking oath we do. ...podcasting. And we do break jars. Yeah. You know, those Vegemite jars can be awfully tight. And, and I break some- rulers as well over naughty yeah. kids' heads in the 50s. Mm. I go, hey, stop breathing loud. You know, mm. schools. When and I, I rule I rule breaks as well. You know, when people, I say, you can have a 15-minute break, but not 20. Ja. There's your rule. Ja. There's your rule about breaks. Ja. 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 In Germany, they call him Ja rule. Ja rule. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so essentially, that's all coming together. Yeah, it, it is interesting that really, for, if you're trying to do an amateur festival, uh, the worst-case scenario is a great Netflix docker. Yeah, there really yeah, is no incentive to not just have a crack. Yeah, the there was like this whole thing about like, oh my god, how bad it went. They got double the Netflix docos than most <laughs> festivals usually. I don't see like Falls twenty sixteen having a Netflix doco about the fucking social media manager like M mm, David. Remember that guy? Oh, it was a bit hot. <gasps> oh, M mm, David was the best. But yeah, so guys, the wheels are in motion. I know we're not sharing too much here, but just let it be known that if there's anything you want included at the festival, yeah. let us know if you would come to Tangaluma for a Scooby Doo festival. We want to know. It that would have a stuff. podcasting, a live music element. Mm. A comedy element Because essentially I have to put together A pitch document And send it to my contact Who will try and get it To the general manager Of Tangaluma Resort That's all we're going to share The more people We can say Who will come to Spooky Fest The better Mm. So we need that Worst case scenario It'll be a great live show And uh, some music On the beach Yeah I do not know why You wouldn't come All talking about Scooby-Doo right, mate Let's uh, let's, let's leave Scooby-Doo Updates for now And get into the world Of Turinga Wikipedia Now, Henry, you took a real leadership role with the Wikipedia wig out today. Um, as reflected by there's a lot of stuff in the breakdown that I find strange and can't wait to find out what, what is funny about it. Honesty and integrity are really important values here at Unpacking Brisbane. Did you see the population? I, I didn't I'm see. sure you did. Oh, I, saw, I, I saw two figures, which I think were census dates from yeah. corresponding years. I don't know when... Um, yeah, I think it was around the 7,000, 8,000 mark. Yeah, it's, so, it's 8,376. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't get the whole number, but I, which, I did see Which it. is a rare example with population where it's sort of exactly what I thought it would be. And a rare example of clearly me doing a bit more of the heavy lifting with the research, which <laughs> doesn't happen often either. Um, but also worth noting that Turinga is an Argentine-based social networking site geared toward Hispanophone users. Um, 27 million uh, users wow. of Turinga, the social media app. That is worth But noting. we are here to talk about Turinga, the suburb in the city of Brisbane, Queensland. Henry, what have you got for me? All right, so Turinga is mostly residential. 
except for a small number of commercial buildings, mostly clustered along Mogul Road. And they are clustered. It's a busy area. But it is a popular neighbourhood among students of the University of Queensland and the Queensland University of Technology. Technology such as business and marketing. And the famous technology of creative industries. Oh, my technology is acting. You know what the most creative industry is? Mm. Cafes. That's where you'll be working. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, because of its proximity to the universities and the Brisbane CBD, Uh, it touches on it here. It's obviously something we'll take away from it. It's a big student area, but it doesn't get the kind of, I guess, sexy reputation that is St. Lucia, even Indro. Definitely not like West End or something. I wouldn't say West End is a super student-y place. I don't think West... I think West End is a very post-uni suburb. Yeah. West End is a profoundly 25-year-old suburb. You've got your arts degree yeah, by the, the, time the you, you have the degree. These suburbs, to be honest, I'd say the most common pattern is to live in a St. Lucia or a Turinga or a Tawong and then move to a West End or Paddington. Mm, mm. Now, we've bypassed it entirely. Yeah. You know, because yeah. we, you know, I guess because you never lived out of home while you were at uni. No. It's utterly pointless for you to be living in Turinga. No, no, I didn't. I'd have to get my whole family to up to right. and go to Turinga. But, but yeah, I think it's... It's really the forgotten suburb, Turinga. Like, it is close to the city. It's, it's, I'm not sure about this claim that it's close to QT. Yeah, I was so close to QT than, like, like, if I was going to Kelvin Grove, like, like I'd be living in Newmarket, mm. you know, but anyway, I take that point of just like, it's a, it's a student y vibe. There's also just clearly a lot of like apartment buildings and stuff. I think it's a, it's a reasonably affordable suburb where I think, yeah, exactly. Indra and St. Lucia are kind of a rip. That is a big part of it, is that yeah. you can live there as a student in a, maybe a five bedroom and not be yeah. paying exorbitant rates, yeah, but definitely. still get a student experience. Yeah, but a, you don't have to live in like, you know, Oxley. Yeah. It's a very like, we were all in college together for a year and we all moved to a house at Turinga. There's nine of us. Yep. Yeah. It's got that vibe. It's very like we all went to Leo's for three years and now in our fourth year we live in a three-storey house in Turinga and there's 18 of us. Yeah, it's very much like It's very much like It's It's very much like we all went to college for six years. We failed a few subjects. We got together. We yeah. sort of got married, had yeah. a few kids, and we all moved to a share house in Turinga. There's 48 of us. Yeah, That's very much the vibe. It's it. got shades of... We became the deans of all the respective colleges. We lived long, happy lives. And in our retirement, we moved to Turinga and there's 800 of us. Yeah, that's very <laughs> That's much really it. the vibe I get from the it's summer. It's a real, yeah, it's a real Manson vibe. Yeah, real it's cheaper by the dozen. <laughs> there's all these little communes <laughs> of college students in uh, Turinga. Cheaper by the nine dozen. Too right. Now, can you tell me about uh, the name Turinga? Because it was NAIDOC week last week. Um, and we did a, a private Unpacking Brisbane episode uh, in honour of that. Yep. Um, just more people to know. Uh, now, the name Turinga is a combination of two Aboriginal words. Can you read those words out loud and with clarity? Taru. Yep. Which means stones. And nya, which means made <laughs> up of. Oh, not not how I see it when it's written. Taru and nya um, together. And, oh, and nya means made up of. So together, they mean place of stones. Okay. So, so Turinga clearly means, Turinga used to be pretty rocky. Yeah. Well, well, I was going to say Turinga being place of stones is now definitely a place of stoned because I think a few of those share house are ripping into the Snoop Dogg plant. Am pretty I right? familiar. Did, Did somebody, somebody say, say a m- illegal narcotics? Menu- yeah, I, I certainly... I menuana. S- <laughs> Thoughts? I smell some ganja. 
often when I'm going to photo fast to develop film photos of my friends at a bar. Mm. How interesting to take photos of that. I agree. But it is interesting to know that Turinga's Indigenous word is a place of stones. Well, I've always thought that the Western suburbs have far greater... Propo- the inner West has a surprisingly high proportion of suburbs named after Indigenous names, e.g. Indrapilly, Tawong, mm. Turinga are all very clearly Indigenous names, whereas, you know, by contrast... Kelvin Grove, Newmarket, Paddington, Red Hill. Like, mm. the inner north is much, much more white fella names. Yeah. No, I said I don't, I'm sure there's some sort of, like, historical, sociocultural, geographical reason. I just find it interesting. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think as well, like, place of stones, I was about to say, oh, it's not really something I think of as a place where there are lots of rocks and stones before realising, of course, it was cleared out by... White, white settlers yeah, and, yeah. and uh, turned into not a place of stones, but uh, place a place of cafes col- and shit. Colonial capitalism. A now, bit of good old-fashioned, you know. Now, Turinga for me, probably the main reason I've ever gone through the suburb, uh, it's a very transition-y suburb. Like, if you're going from the city to the intro of the western suburbs, you sort of have to go through there. And that's also true on the train. Because on the mainline railway, the uh, the old Brisbane railway, from Roma Street to Indrapilly, uh, they opened a station at Taringa on 14 June, eight, 14 June 1897. What was that one? <laughs> 14 Jews contributed to the uh, making of it. But the interesting thing, the railway station that we now call Taringa Station mm. was not always called Taringa Station. Oh, yeah. It used to be called West Milton. That is very That So the whole suburb was initially me. known as West Milton before it was renamed to Taringa later that year. Oh, so... Oh, no, wait. <laughs> So in 1870, up to 1875, it was called West Milton. And then in 1875, literally the later. Also, of the this train, was June. Similar to what they did with German, German station. station they, they changed were, their mind so quickly. Why does the train station have such an influence over the name of the suburb? I guess. That, that, well, it clearly makes them go, oh, that won't do. That won't do. Let's, let's get another. Where they revise. What, what's wrong with West Milton? I mean, I like that it's called Turinga. West Milton is really better cool. Um, but it's, so, it's not that. It's pretty far from Milton. Well, here's my problem. Tawong is between mm. Milton and Turinga, as is Orkinflower. Because the run yeah. the run is Milton, Orkinflower, Tawong, Turinga, Indrapilly. That's the train run and the way the suburbs go. Mm. So, I mean, to be honest, I like Orkinflower. Yeah. If you wanted to call Orkinflower West Milton, I wouldn't cause much of a fuss. Like, that's fine. And I don't love the name Orkinflower either. No. But I like the name Turinga a lot more. I love the suburb Orkinflower, but I don't love the name. Yeah, yeah. The name. Um, now, this is the main thing that I wanted to question what you had to say about it. Item four. The Lionel, the Lionel brand of Worcester. Oh, my God. Are you serious? Worcester. Do, do you not know how to pronounce it? How do you say it? It's Worcestershire. Worcestershire. I said Worcestershire. It's Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce was manufactured in Turinga. Now, what have you got to tell us? Not heaps. <laughs> I just you put you, it down. Well, I wish I hadn't because I fucked the <laughs> yeah, pronunciation. It's fucking so. embarrassing. You know what's great? I, as I saw Worcestershire coming Worcestershire. up, I was like, oh, I reckon it's, it's a harsh that'd, shout. But that'd be the majority of people can't say. Worcestershire. You're getting, yeah. Worcestershire. Think about it like it's just Worcestershire. Worcestershire. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Worcestershire sauce. You like it? Uh, never had. 
don't think I've ever had it. So you can say it. <laughs> yeah, I can say it well. Fucking You're right. I can only say it as well because it's always in like your top 10 like most mispronounced words. It's one of those words that I feel very confident knowing how to pronounce. Fuck, that's pretty... You've got a bit of time on your hands <laughs> like, sitting around just... <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what, what, what listicle Well, it's 11am and I've done my washing. Uh, <laughs> done my washing, sent my uh, couple of job applications around. Well, I suppose I should just uh, look up the most hard words to say in case <laughs> one of them comes up in an interview. <laughs> Joseph, would you like a sausage? It has a certain sort of sauce on it. Lucky I did this research before the job interview. Worcestershire. Joseph, you have your choice of barbecue or tomato or how would you say that third sauce there? Sounds with a W, boy. Here at uh, Miss Glorfirm job. You're going to need to know that. You're like, I hope I get this clerkship. Damn it. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, I don't know. I put that in there just because I thought it was interesting that there was Worcestershire sauce manufactured in Turinga. To be honest, yeah, I find it weird that anything was manufactured in Turinga. It's a really residential suburb. So is HP sauce Worcestershire sauce? Is that a brand of Super it? Super similar, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I think it's very, very similar. They had to put it um, on everything. Br- brown sauce. The idea of brown sauce is, yeah. is very, very similar, I believe. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know. It's not It's not that not different my monkey, to probably not my sauce. Circus. It's yeah. just like a dark kind of salty. But mate, I don't know if you know this about me. I don't go for barbecue sauce that much. Oh, really? There's a very narrow amount of things that I put barbecue sauce on. Steak sandwich. Bacon and egg burger. Sometimes chips. <laughs> Those are really the only things you put sauce on though. Like, no. But I'd never put chips, barbe- chip- barbecue sauce on a sausage. No. Oh, Really? Never. I think barbecue sauce cleans up on a sausage. I think it's great. Give me tomato or give me death. Death. Or mustard. I think chips is the one thing I wouldn't put barbecue sauce on. Chips hot go chip. with hot chips go with tomato sauce. It's match made in heaven. Yeah. It's like Alan Langer and Wally Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's um That's so apparently the Japanese language supplementary school of Queensland, Japanese school of Brisbane. I assume someone got a translation wrong there because that's nonsensical. It's a weekend Japanese school that maintains its school office in Turinga uh, but holds its classes at Indrapilly State High School in Indrapilly. The only reason I want to put this down is because yeah. it's the first time I've seen the um, the Katakana language oh, Yeah, used in a Wikipedia page. I didn't even realise that the Wikipedia keyboard gave that option, but my eight years of Japanese, I can see the symbols of... I, I only did one year of Japanese at Terrace, but I still very fondly remember learning Burizuben. Yeah, bl- very satisfying. Bl- and the Starbucksu. Oh, That's a lot. Every Japanese reading writing exam I ever did had Starbucksu at their school. Starbucksu kunkitaska. But interesting that there is a Japanese school at the Indrapilly State High School on the weekends. I imagine it's interesting that their office is in Turinga, but they don't teach in Turinga. They view it really as a place of... uh, I don't know what the Japanese language supplementary school of Queensland, Japanese school of Brisbane is up to, to be honest, but I love that name and I love... Well, the thing... Well, well, it just rolls off the tongue when you're talking about the Japanese language supplementary school of Queensland, Japanese school of Brisbane. It's really just uh, a really fabulous uh, institution. Yeah, exactly. It's it's good that when you're trying to learn a second language, it's the most (laughs) difficult thing to learn is the actual place where you're learning it. Because it's it's the Japanese language supplementary school of Queensland, Japanese school of Brisbane. They just repeat themselves. It's... it's, the Japanese language supplementary school of Queensland. That stop. That's fine. Is great. The Japanese school of Brisbane also good. Put together. It's like you're they, saying you and I like went to St Joseph's College, uh, Gregory College, St Joseph's Terrace <laughs> in Brisbane. In Brisbane <laughs> school in Brisbane. Or um, Now tell me about the Turinga Scout Den. 
Well, it's the home of the Turinga Milton Tawong Scout Group. Another thing where they haven't decided on one name. So the Turinga Scout is the home of the Turinga Milton Scout Den Tawong Japanese School of Brisbane. Um, but it's also <laughs> used as a it's also used as a goju karate training facility and, and don't and for yoga. What's goju I karate? Know, I, I don't why? know what goju karate is, mate. Like uh, Hindu? No, no, no. <laughs> Christian? No, no, no. Jew, come on in. Ready for some karate. Goju karate. Goju. Um, with such moves as the... Never mind. <laughs> no, let's just not do I, I don't have a culturally... With such moves you as pa- the... Like pass over your opponent. Yeah, with or your like... Kick. Your kick will go so high, it pass over the opponent. Yeah, there or you like go. you could be taught... Um, like how to strike the 10 plagues on your opponent, like Exodus. I'm thinking Old Testament stuff is all, all Not, Judaism. Nice and well. simple. Yamakarate. Yamakarate. That's fun. There you go. That's, very fun. That's what they call Goju Yamakarate. Yamakarate. Great. Um, Great save for us as well. Man. That we could have gotten well. really hairy. Fuck, Mary kill, mate. Goju Karate. <laughs> Scouts. Yoga. Um. I don't want to get into the FMK discussion again because it was perfectly divided. I'm going to kill the scout. Yep. Obviously. I'm going to fuck karate. The only, the only thing with the scouts is, ooh, ropes, kinky. The other things with the scouts, ooh. children. Other thing with the scouts, ooh, Velcro. That's kinky. Yeah. That's kinky. And they're out Imagine someone being shorts, like, not kinky. Imagine someone being like, I'll handcuff you. It's yeah, Velcro. Hang. I can't do a good Velcro sound. <laughs> Just to undo your Velcro um, sandwiches there, mate. Yeah, and not, of course, to Did you ever trivialise wear- the uh, instances of widespread abuse in the scouting community yeah. there. We're but if anyone was surprised... About, well, I'm more just thinking about the, the boy from up and I and I would not want to have relations with him. But no, he's fat. Him on the record. Oh, but that was, that's not the reason. <laughs> it's he's one of the reasons. Oh, leave him alone. He's, he, was a, he, he had a bad childhood. He was. They had freedom to animate whatever they want <laughs> and they animated a fat... Fucking kid. He set back the health of many kids because they thought it was okay to be fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's funny that Latrell Mitchell just yeah. threw up on a balloon. <laughs> okay, enough. I'm going to marry Goju Karate because it's disciplined. And I think it would be a stable relationship. Yeah. I don't want to fuck yoga. Spot those around. I want to fuck karate and marry yoga. You I marry yoga? Yeah, yoga. Patience, calm. Resilience, okay. uh, karate, probably similar traits. Yeah, but that's there's, there's more. I think there's more flame and passion, and you know, a little bit of anger even to karate. I mean, you want that in a fuck? Yeah, I want to be. Ca- I want to be karate chopped oh. in my. So you in my goju. So, so, so Sylvia, just as a way, when you guys are having time, just kicks you in the head. Yeah, and you're like, wow. Yeah, absolutely. Chops the piece of wood in half. If you know what I mean. Yeah, man. Dorothy Hill, a geologist well, and... completely pa- inappropriate comment for you to make. <laughs> Dorothy Hill. My girlfriend, Dorothy Hill. It's <laughs> none of your business. Is this the Dorothy Hill you're going to die on? This- <laughs> Dorothy Hill... Stop ge- taking the piss. She's really important. She's a geologist and a Stop paleontologist. Stop taking the piss. They're real jobs. And she- Stop I- laughing, mate. <laughs> can I say something? She was the first female professor at an Australian university. Oh, that's huge. Now how are your jokes feeling? I wasn't. I was never. I would never. You shock ever, jock. I would never joke about Dorothy Hill. Fucking Ray Hadley over here, <laughs> just trying to get his little quips out. Well, I have you know, mate, that she was the first female president of the Australian Academy of Science. She was born in Turinga in 1907. So, how are your little snippy little comments going now, Billie Eilish? I am wearing a Billie Eilish shirt, which I got you for Christmas. Yeah, it's great. It's very nice of me. I should wear it more. 
Dorothy Hill. Very comfortable shirts from Uniqlo. Uh, oh. Well, she's a, yeah, geologist, paleontologist. That's a, what an awesome achievement. Um, I just, I just found a notable person. Keen fans of uh, David Schwimmer will know that as the job Ross has in Friends, the paleontologist. So is he one, a paleontologist? Yeah. Like a dinosaur. the dinosaur jokes? Oh, uh, yeah, right. Can't imagine you've seen a lot of Friends. Um, oh, I've seen a bit, but. But like just when it's on with your family and stuff. Yeah, not I've never said. Oh, I cannot imagine it. you've ever sat down and gone, "I'll watch an episode of Friends." No, I've not. Oh well, no, I've done that, but I've never sat down and watched like a series. I've, I've talked about Ross f- being a paleontologist constantly. Okay, well, I guess it's like Barney being what like, a suit, dude. A suit. <laughs> <laughs> not a good. Pl- I imagine I was about to be like, "Oh, why would you be a paleontologist in New York City?" I imagine that comes up. Like, are there that many it dinosaurs does around? You You've go. already beaten the writers of Friends <laughs> to a much better punchline. No, they're just like, dinosaur doctors are virgins. Oh, classic okay. jokes about like, you know, it's not being a real doctor type shit. You know, doctor yeah, of philosophy, yeah. the, uh, you know, the classic thing. I do I do have some sympathy to, you know, I'd fucking hate it if I was having a heart attack. And I was like, is anyone a doctor around here? Someone's like, well, when I did sociology. Well, if you die in uh, 2,000 years, I could maybe dig you up. <laughs> <laughs> that and tell you what your teeth looked like. Stop it. <laughs> All right, finally, Henry, pronounce the sauce again. Worcestershire. Great work. All right, shall we take a look at contemporary yeah. Taringa? Sure. What do you say we just go to the Osborne Hotel and catch up? Imagine you're at a party. It's getting a bit loose. Everyone is clapping and cheering, saying, tonight's getting crazy. Someone finds a bamboo pole. And the Yui boom turns to the Nutbush city limits. Mm. They hold the pole progressively lower. You must limbo under it, boy. <laughs> Henry here has written who's, who's? that there is a limbo going on in Taringa. Now tell us about this limbo. Can I just quickly pull you up on the nut bush comes on and everyone separately, starts doing separately. Lim- no, so we're all sitting around at a party. The nut bush comes bang, on bang, and you start bang, limboing. Bang. Oh, the nut bush is on, guys. <laughs> and what does everyone rush to do? The limbo. The limbo. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a party full of people who don't know the dance for the Nutbush City Limits. <laughs> this is pretty catchy. Do you know who sung Nutbush City Limits? When they called like... Um, I think the first person to sing it, it's like a famous person. It's really interesting. No, okay. It's Tina Turner. It's really? an old Tina Turner song. I thought it was older than that. I thought it was like even think, older than that. But Tina Turner was big in like the 60s first. Yeah, I thought it was like even older than that. Oh, it might be. Might be. I, I don't know. I've got an idea. I have no Anyway, I'm, anyway, so okay, no okay, sh- you, okay, fucking I wrote it's a limbo between St. Lucia and Indro. It's a oh, which right. Do you mean like it's in limbo? It's in limbo. Oh, you mean more like inception style limbo than yeah, an yeah, awesome yeah. party that I'd love to go yeah, to. No, limbo. I don't I don't mean ducking under a stick. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, no. That's actually fuck. That's terrible. Oh fuck. That's oh no. Okay, listeners, I've spilt <laughs> Do you wanna do you wanna pause it? Um, well, what can I really do? Has he left? I actually don't know if there's much you can do. Just grab a um, grab, I'll a, grab a towel. Grab I've spilled the fucking Canberra beer. Uh, grab, just keep recording. Grab one of the towels from um, the the floor. Grab a bath. Whoa. Grab a bath mat. Oh, actually, that towel on the um the cricket bag is pretty clean. The towel there. Yeah, it's pretty clean. No, just keep going. All right. Um. Uh. Fent. Oh. Pretty gnarly. Uh, Henry spilt pretty much a full beer on his laptop keyboard. And is it? What's the damage? It'll probably be okay. I think I've got it. Yeah, I think I've got it. 
All right, guys, I think Henry's probably saved his laptop, but um, wow, tough to see. God, if we ever needed a sort of reminder of why we don't record this podcast with beers, it's not the intoxication. It's the risk to your, Gee, your, your laptop. Okay, I think it's all right. I've just, I'm just... I'll say this. I'll say this. They're pretty tough. They're just, pretty tough. Oh, sorry, I, guys, I'm just dabbing sorry. the towel. <laughs> dab. You can't dab see the, the visual joke. No, he's, here, he's I dabbing. I did it. I did um, dab. Is it working? Yeah, yeah, it seems to be okay. Actually. I think I actually think it'll be fine. To be honest, like yeah. you didn't. I think I really got to it before. You, you got the, to it. You the, tipped it down a side, but yeah. Trap for young players. Um, when you have wired microphones, um, just oh, uh, you don't want to place the microphone cable near a beer because oh. you'll swing it and um, might end up in a bit of bad luck. No, but yeah, Henry did right here. It's in limbo between St. Lucia and Indro, and I totally agree. Like it's a very transitionary um, or residential suburb. You think that it's got great proximity to stuff in other suburbs. You know, in some ways, it reminds me of um, try to think of an analogy on this side of town where like it's useful because of. To be honest, I hate to harp on it. Probably like a new market ish where it's like it's useful mm. because of what it's close to. Yeah. But there's not actually a heap in there. But you make a good point, Henry. There are a lot more activities in Turing than people think. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even a point that I made. I think it was um oh, I think Luke, who is a keen un Pakistani and friend of the show, I think he wrote in and said I'll just I'll just check, but said that there is actually a lot more going on here than it gets credit for. Um, yeah, that's what that's what yeah. uh, Luke Berger just said. He said, I think there's a deceptive amount of activities and things to do in Turinga, um, which I think is, is a fair point. Now, a point he also made is that, and I was, even in the lead up to this episode, was getting confused. Mate, Turinga, Tarragindi. Oh, don't get me started. Tingalpa. Yep. Even you could argue Tagum. Yep. No, I'd put Tagum in there in a big way. I get it confused as much as a, any other. A lot of, a lot of TAs. I think it's fucking it's it's Aspley and Ali yeah. all over again. Um, but I actually struggle with this even more. Turinga and Tagum, because also mm. when our dear friend Jack Hardy used to live at Tagum, mm. and his dear girlfriend lived at Turinga. Yeah, whole my f- the amount of fucking times I'd say, "Are you going to say the wrong one?" And Jack would be like, "Oh, I'm not doing that." And I'm like, yeah. "Fuck me, mate. You know what I mean." Uh, that is so true. I never knew if Jack was at his parents or his girlfriend. No, because he just says Katie being at Turinga, and I just zone out. Um, because I'm a terrible friend, but um, yeah, it is bad. Yeah, Tar- Tarragindi as well, because I don't really know where Tarragindi is. I don't really know where Tingalpa is, so I just find it hard to place all of these. Well, for a long time, I thought Katie lived on like the south side because so, that's where Tarragindi is. It and, took me ages to realize she lived I, I, really close to like UQ. Yeah, so yeah, which is great. Blew my mind. Which is definitely for Katie, for Jack, for all of us, just much more convenient than being at Tarragindi. Then yeah, that'd be an absolute nightmare. Um, now here's one. John Bryant sent this in, yep. and this is a this is an excellent question, and I'm really interested for your take. I'm glad he raised it. You're driving down Mogul Road yep. towards... Past BBC on my right. BBC's on your right. You're driving... Up you, in the distance is a Hungry Jacks. Yep, there's yep. a Hungry Jacks. And the road splits, my friend. It ah. splits. Now, that's where Ziggy used to live. We've discussed Ziggy at length on a, on, on the Indra Pili episode, I believe. Yep. Uh, maybe should have more accurately been discussed on the Turinga episode right now, but we've covered Ziggy, the uh, the iconic homeless man, yep. uh, to, to our heart's content. So, um, But the road splits, mate. Which way do you go? Do you go right knowing you'll be shot up back near the photo fast and then you'll come on and then go to turn off towards mm. Indra that way? If or you go you, right, you, you really you hold ha- the line and go directly past Hungry Jack's? Guess. Um, I think you... Because I have a preference that I will do 98% I of the I think you go right. No, I hold the line every single time. Okay, I hold the line. I too. think it's nuts to go right. I see people I, going you know, right I used to. I used to mix it up. 
Because if you go right, you go past like a Montezuma's or some shit. It's weird. I used to try and go right because I thought I'd beat cars, but you just don't. You don't. You're so much better. Are you off. at risk of getting caught at a light if you go right? No, I think they, I think they just merge in. No, I think, no, the, I think it might be a light. But you then. go up that windy little road. There. You just, I think you lose speed, and mm. if. And if it's bad traffic on the holding the line, it'll be bad traffic on the going. Like, you don't make mm. any great hay of it. And to be honest, because most of the time I'm going there is to go to photo fast, it's just a hell of a lot easier yeah. to be. Actually, on that, just briefly, there's um there's a butcher, like, across from photo fast and near the Domino's there called Hillman Meat Company. Just every time I drive past, I think it's Human Meat Company. <laughs> I just My eyes can never quite read it properly. It's bizarre. <laughs> like the Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Yeah, Demon Barber the Tim Barber's model Even he didn't, because Sweeney Todd didn't come out and say, these are people. I think that was the whole issue. No, the whole issue was they were delicious pies that happened to be people. Now, I think if Human Meat Company at Turinga was to, <laughs> you know, get in the same sort of trouble, at least they could say, well, we're telling you. Yeah. If you're and coming was in like, and oh, buying we you were meat kidding. from us. Like, no, we yeah. told you it was human. At the point where you've walked into Human Meat Co and bought some, and then you're like, oh, what? I was eating someone? Yeah, you, you have no, like, to stand yeah. on because yeah. you ate it. Yeah. <laughs> you come in and say, oh, could I grab a couple of thighs? I was like, oh, I thought it was chicken. Well, mm. chicken doesn't look like that, mate. Yeah, but they have a fun special being like, what is this, the Broncos? Because it's thigh day and they sell people's thighs. Like oh, It's like awesome. they're cheap on But they're cheap, fucking cheap. Cheap thigh Thursday, yeah. it's thigh day. That's fun. Then it's like, and Thank Sam God, Thigh, Sam thigh day. day signs up as, a, as an <laughs> But then they just start like taking little bits off him. Exclude me. <laughs> come on. Oh, come on. Um, speaking of, photo fast. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, great. Now you gave me a film camera as a gift, which is very kind. Right. I think it was just like a, Reuniting gift yeah, when, when I came back from exchange. It's very kind. And I found um, this. I found this great shop in um, Budapest actually that was selling. It's like getting a decent film camera in Australia is like 150, 200 bucks. Mm. It's bought in Budapest, twenty euros. They refurbished them. It's fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, so obviously my keen eye for photography has been uh, sparked by this camera. <laughs> um, and I, but I do, I do like taking the film photo. I just always forget to bring yeah. it. Um, I'm not as diligent, but uh, it's yeah, it's great. It goes. Is it my, to my understanding? Is it really the only option? For a good, quick, affordable, it's the film only development. quick one. Racket film. I hate to say this because where's racket film? Racket film's the one in Milton. Gotcha. I think racket, racket, and probably both places would agree. Is it near the tennis centre? Like near the? Uh, no, but I'm sure that's why it's called. Actually, no. It used to be a New Farmer thing. So okay. I don't know. I heard racket. Um, They're like, no, we only develop right. racket. Right. We only develop tennis foam. <laughs> um, racket film is probably just based on the equipment they use. It's a it's a better product. Okay. Um, like if you want it really good, go to Racket Film. Photo fast, their pace is extraordinary for the quality you get. Like they yeah, right. they really can turn it around in a day with great results. Racket Film is great, but you just accept that it's going to be like two weeks. And I've gotten used to that. That's fine. I'm like, I took these photos three months ago. Another two weeks won't matter. But if you're like, you know, you just wrapped up 21st or something, or you you had a great weekend away and you really want to see the photos, photo fast is your man every day of the week. You um, I just remember when we were before. Obviously, you met the beautiful Sylvia. Yeah, yeah, remember yeah. there was that girl at Photo Fast where I we do. thought there was a bit of a flirtation between thought, you two. I thought there was a vibe. Yeah, because I don't think there was a vibe. I th- it's just she knew me from the previous band I was in, and well, I developed a lot of film photos. Yeah, it's just sort of like you know. Tell you I what, think, I think, I, and I've always said this. I mean, apart from some people who are, you know, creeps, and and are able to implant vibes, yeah. I do think. For the most part, if you're like a rational, level-headed thinking adult yeah. who isn't walking around every day seeing people and saying, well, vibe, well, vibe. Yeah. Like, if you're, if you're, I'm a bit of a, if you, 
If you, if, think you if you think there's a vibe, maybe there is. Well, I'd just say the biggest exception, though, is like when it is a staff member who is serving you, it is harder to draw the line between like, is this waitress? Is this a vibe? Or is this just sort of like the job? Yeah, but I guess but the point where you're bringing in film to get developed, that customer service aspect isn't as necessary, is it? I guess they want you to keep coming back. But, but I guess you're right. They're sort of the only one. Yeah. If you're getting your film developed, you're probably going to have to come back. I know Sylvia listens to this. If you get ready to start seeing less Joe Dwyer film photography, everyone. Just oh, I haven't been to Photofast for like a year mm. and a half. Yeah, exactly. Since you met Sylvia. No, very, no, but very, well, um, before, well before. No, no very I'm interesting. I've been a racket film convert. In fact, the first photos I got to Who have you got a vibe with at racket film then, mate? Bloody Ash Barty. Bloody, uh, no, Rafa. Rafa, he works out. <laughs> yeah, okay. He wanted to call it Rafa film, but they uh, <laughs> they wouldn't let him. Actually, the first photos I got developed there were uh, your birthday in Newfound Park. Ah. Tying it into the uh, prior episode. That. A very nice photo of... In fact, the photo I uploaded for promo last week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hey, did... Did we cover on the podcast when I took six months of photos so. and then Georgia took my film camera into PhotoFast Taringa to get developed and the person behind the counter opened it and said there's no film in here? <laughs> I don't know if we've covered it, but I took six months of photos with no film in the film camera. Mama Shaw's meet used to happen all the time when they were the only cameras. I don't think it did. No. Oh. It's so rookie. Because also, so did, it, did it say numbers at the top? Yes. I just it, can't. I swear it was it clicking just over. Can't I swear it was flashing. I don't know. I what have happened. still long thought that you actually had taken the film out and forgotten about it and just put it somewhere and like lost it and lost it. I hope that's what happened. I'm because I I, just, I really hope that's what happened. I lost some great moments, man. Because it just it, they don't take photos if there's no film in it. They just don't. And I could feel it was taking photos. Yeah, I, I think I could I feel think the you'd click taken the, the film yeah. out and lost it. I don't know. Anyway, the, apparently health, a massage, and osteopath. Yeah, there's a bit of a health vibe up there. At the uh, in that in that photo fast area. Is that the, where's the five ways? Is that the five ways? I don't know. I heard about the five Dude, ways. Everyone's talking about the Galley's five ways. Like no, heaps. no, that's the um, that's the roundabout coming out of St Lucia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. there's um, I actually couldn't tell you anything. It goes Swan. It's Swan Road, Gailey. So is that Taringa? Yeah, I think that. That would just be in Taringa. Okay. But it's also... I think that's called the five ways because that's where you can go. It's either... It, I feel like we spoke about that, isn't it? Indro. St. Lucia. But hang on. You can go Indro, St. Lucia, Tawong, Taringa. It must be a fourth. Look it up, girly. I think we might have talked that. Yeah. Let's might see. be discussed. Anyway, and tell uh, me about health. Couldn't be that. Either. No, it's just that for me, I've got a little bit of a personal connection there with health because there used to be, and I, to my knowledge, there still is, and no more knots there. Do you remember no more yeah, knots? Yeah, I still think there still is a no more knots, there. isn't there? Yeah. I went there once. It was the most painful experience of my life. I got a sports <laughs> Way massage. Way more knots? Yeah. Oh, mate. Heaps of knots. And also, their, so their logo, no more knots. And people would have seen this around. It's a pretzel. Yeah. And then it goes, no more knots. And then at the end, the pretzel is a thin stick. Yeah. So they're implying what we do is we take a pretzel and we thin it out and get rid of all the knots. Now, here's what I would rebut with is that a pretzel's meant to look like that and they're basically saying, oh, we're going to make it into something it shouldn't be. Sort of what they did to my back. That's a great point, Henry. And on that as well, imagine what you'd have to do to a pretzel to get it to be straight after it had been twisted. Manhandling. Well, also, cracking. you wouldn't it would be able to get it straight. Like it would break. It would, you would break I feel the like that's what my back did. Very painful. Now, I'm sure they're good at what they do and it was one sports massage and it was ages ago because I had a sore back from rowing. 
Um, but I just thought no, no more knots with their pretzel marketing. Always had a very aggressive tone about them, and I don't have much. I, I don't. I don't. I don't trust the vast majority of so-called medical practitioners that allege to look at your back. Well, you're like this. E.g. chiropractors. Well, Fake. Well, I Just went, mate, what do you think of osteopaths? Because I went oh, back. absolute fucking joke. Well, I don't know, mate, because I, years later, years after no more knots, more knots, or I had a really sore back. He- for the, you had heaps more knots. Yeah, from the gym. So I went back to Turinga to an osteopath quite recently. And it was all right. Got some stretches and whatnot. A lovely English man. He was an English osteopath. One of the better types of osteopaths. Don't you love an English osteopath? I just think the whole industry. Well, how's your back? Bit of a racket, really. Posture's coming home. That's what he kept saying to me. (laughs) Oh, it's coming. Your back's coming home. Why did you not just go to a physio either of these times? Oh, I don't know. Mum had been seeing this osteopath and said he was good because he was English. Physios are the ones who are like qualified to do. Did you hear me say he was English like three times? They know what they're doing, man. I thought you said he was. Spanglish. No. Oh, some no. yucky mix. Not Spanglish. Little half-breed. It's um, coming right. home! So we walked, Joe and I walked past a, a house the other day and there's a party and we kind of yelled right. out at it and then yeah. a neighbour came out and got real angry and he was English. So Joe just yelled out, it's coming home. Well, no, I thought he was English because I swear he came out. No, a different neighbour came out, said something, he was English, and then another neighbour came out was really angry, but I got them confused. So I just yelled at this guy, it's coming home, and he was like, what are you talking about, mate? <laughs> Very confusing. It'll never not be funny to yell. It's coming. It's home. coming home now that they've lost. Oh, now, now that, that England not have lost. coming home. And, that is... let, and not not only did they lost, but the, the whole country. One thing went wrong in their little soccer thing, and they were like, "All right, fuck it, we're all racist again." All right, we're riding. We hate the blacks. Yeah. That whole BLM thing was a bit of a go, wasn't it? Yeah, they all we tried went, our best. They all went nuts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, mate. <laughs> basically, uh, Lily wrote this in. Keen, a keen friend of the show and un-Pakistani, Lily Wachwitz, and she said... <laughs> What'd she say, man? She say? You're breathless, Henry. <laughs> For the listeners, Joe has wrapped his foot in my mic cord and is pulling it almost as a way of trying to maybe <laughs> knock the beer over again onto the laptop. <laughs> to make it... Or to make it the Joe DeWire show. And pulling it away from my mate. You know what? I'm, Tell us about I'm Lily's super message, tired. Mate. If you want to make it the show to Hoyer's show, I'm happy for you to finish this off. I'm really tired as well, mate. You're the one who's taking forever talking about your fucking osteopath. <laughs> I don't care that you went to see a guy for your back and he was good. What a complete non-story. <laughs> he was I don't care if he was one of the most common types of immigrants <laughs> to Australia. I, I I hear from an English person every day when I watch BBC News yeah, at 11 a.m. when I wake no up. no better after BBC News. Because the BBC... Because I'm carrying the back, weight of journalistic integrity. It's back, back, crack. That's what BBC <laughs> stands for, mate. I can't believe that's, they that's made funny, the office. Um, Man who waves. Yeah, Lily Walkwitz wrote about this. Someone else also wrote in about this. Can't remember, sorry, but they said, okay, so there's a guy named Frank. He's an old guy. He's about, apparently he's about to open up a tapas bar in the Gailey Five Ways Roundabout in Turinga. He's painted the place bright green, and apparently he waves at everyone who passes by and is an icon. Well, that certainly does sound iconic to me. We had a few people say that to us. They just, I think it was commented on our post. I'm just going to have a quick look. Um if you know more about Frank, do write in and yeah, hang on. Let on. us know. I have plenty of questions. I, oh, I'll find out. It. It's all right, bro. It's all right, mate. Um, it's okay. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The five ways itself is uh, is warrants mentioned, but there is a. Oh, this person reckons that it's it is a Greek man 
waving at the five ways, he's earned a mention for his service to the suburb. Now, and this that's, is that's and young. I'm, that's young Harry Rackerman from the show, letting us know. Good guy. Thank you, Harry. Now. That was obviously discussed in the Barton episode that there was that beautiful old couple who would sit there and wave, also at a roundabout, I believe. So it seems like Brisbane, we are starting to develop an identity of having nice old locals waving at people incessantly. In the inner which West, I'm, really. I'd love to be remembered as. If, the, if our city were to be wiped off the planet by some sort of Marvel villain tomorrow and Loki didn't get involved or whatever it is, however Brisbane's destroyed, that'd be a great way to go. Just saying, oh, Brisbane, before the aliens got there, yeah, a lot of old people waving at cars. That's how I'd like to go out. You know what I mean? That's how we'll go out, mate. But it's not all waving at cars. Sometimes it's waving at dead bodies in the grave. Yeah, this is Ringer. It's a place for murder. Yeah, Katie, let us this know. This is from about Katie. Now, I, I wasn't fully across this story. I've got to be honest with you. Okay, I'm just getting. I was pretty Katie. confused at points. Yeah. So, so Katie said there was a murder, like down. She said it was when she was living at Turinga. Yeah, it was. Um, I it remember was literally a guy murdered down my street when I was living at Waverley Road. Um, I remember the vague. It was a 48 year old man who was. Um, oh, two men were charged with the murder. So she said that. The police actually came to Katie's apartment and asked if they heard anything or saw anything, um, but she'd been over at Caxton at our house that night. Um, so it was a radio DJ. A Brisbane radio DJ was farewelled after an alleged Turinga murder. Brisbane is mourning the death of a popular radio host and promoter who was allegedly murdered by two men at Turinga last week. Andy Stevens. I do remember this. Yeah, 48 was found dead in his home last Thursday. And two 33-year-old men, both 33, were charged with his murder. Um, What an incredibly sad thing to have. I mean, a radio DJ was murdered. Because there's not usually... When someone's murdered the first first question that starts to get asked is, look at their profession and is it likely they were involved in organised crime? Sort of what happens. Mm. And I, I don't ever think I've heard of any known links between the DJ industry and organised crime. No. Oh, DJs, yes, but radio, no. I don't know, DJs. I guess like drug yeah, dealing. Yeah, yeah like true. clubs and drug dealing. Yeah. To be, I'm going to be honest with you, Matt, I feel like there's probably a fairly high correlation between DJs and homicide rates. But radio, not, not, not at all. Not playing requests is is a crime. <laughs> so you're right, DJs are involved. The organised crime of not putting on... Yeah, the organised crime of can I for it at TBC. I asked them to give me, give, me, give me a man after midnight and they said, no, we're playing the Jamie XX remix of this Norwegian house song you've never heard of before. You're going to have way more fun. Sorry, go- sorry guys. Shut sorry up, to interrupt. Sorry, guys. DJ. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. To interrupt. Could you please play um, Are You Gonna Be My Girl by Jet? Dude, I'm literally Rufus. Oh, shit. Sorry, mate. Uh, excuse me, you, could you play Are You Gonna Be My Girl? Dude, I'm literally Dussol, okay? I'm Dussol. I'm Dussol. He's Rufus and I'm Dussol. Well, you're Rufus Douchebag Thank if you. you're not going to play my Jet request. Am so I right? True. Come on, guys, it's Jet. Bing, 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 bing. That's a beat. Do, do, you like that, do, DJ? Do, 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 do. So we're gonna you have just to do it yourself. So we're going to have to ask you to leave... Uh, we're going to have to ask you to leave this, this Hungry point. Jacks. So you're going to be asked to... Hey, speaking of Hungry Jacks... The one at Taringa. Retro. Yeah. It's got a retro fit out. I had a praise at that Hungry Jacks. What? Yeah. When I, at the start of year 12. <laughs> Fucking sorry. At the start of year 12, I was going to one of the first house parties I'd, I'd gone to where I had independently freely bought alcohol. 
um, Hell yeah. like nicked it from dad or something. I had like 10. I was in you bought it. Not sorry. Those. Yeah. Sorry. I meant to say brought it. Not, not like a rock up with one UDL and maybe sneak a swig of someone else's beer. Like I'd brought 10 warm Heineken's with me. You can understand why I didn't think the sentence following. I independently bought my own alcohol. Yeah. I meant to say I brought. stole it from my dad. I meant to say brought. Yeah. Well, it's all right. <laughs> Words have Worcester, power. Worcestershire. Yeah, Worcestershire. Bought. <laughs> Bought. We all get words wrong. <laughs> um, anyway, I just remember me and a couple of the people who were going to that party just like nervously sitting in this retro Hungry Jacks, like having a Coke that I think someone had topped up with like rum under the table. Just being like, oh, guys, what are we going to do? Like hoping no one would see me with my Heineken's. Despite the fact like I was 17 or was that like 16, 17, like it's believable that I just bought some Heineken yeah. independently. And I think what... I think it's sad to drink alcohol in a hungry jacks no matter what your age is. Oh, 100%. I was, wasn't cool. Jack doesn't find out. He's <laughs> he was so, so hungry, man. Fucking hungry. So fucking hungry. It, why yeah, is it I retro? Love- why, is that, I haven't been, um, is that why, how's it fitted out to be retro? Have you not seen, there's a couple of hungry jacks in Brisbane that have these. They're fitted out yeah, to look like 50s diners. Oh, yeah, no, I have seen It's, that. it's that just cool. one of those, but it's like the, the red booths, the faux leather booths, like the black and white tiles. They're they're look, it's fun. It's a fun look. I like Hungry Jacks. Past, Hungry Jacks. I, I, I like, really they like the Yumbo Jacks. out to celebrate. It's yeah, been 50 yeah, yeah. years since the Yumbo, and now the Yumbo's back. Yum, 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 Intentionally yum. disgusting, I think, just to court uh, controversy. And you helped them. You gave them a lot of free marketing. I did a, I did a whole lot of Yumbo. Did whole, so if, if I didn't know better, I would have thought that Hungry Jacks had paid you to just be a pest about the Yumbo. It's funny that you said you went to a prize at Hungry Jacks. Cause yeah. I, I, in a way, went to a kick-ons in... Um, there was an underground theatre when I was involved in my underground student theatre days. Now, just to clarify to anyone who thinks it sounds really cool and there was a theatre under the ground or maybe it was an underground show, the production company is called Underground. Oh, yeah. Um, it's a very well-advertised student yep. theatre group. With a theatre that's being saved. Huzzah. Yeah. Save Chanel. That I can't perform in. No. Less huzzah. No, less huzzah. Um, long-term huzzah, yeah. Long-term, well done. But, yeah, uh, Terminus was the name of this show. It was a three-hander. It was me and two girls, and I played a serial killer, murderer, rapist. Um, it was a bit of a... In the show. In the show. Uh, <laughs> Not much of a stretch. But I... It's disgusting. Yeah. But it's it was, it was a weird fucking play. Oh, FMK, bro. serial killer, murderer, rapist. <laughs> um, no. Kill the rapist. Yeah. Marry the Mar- serial killer, so I'm not serial and like killed. Ted Bundy, and then fuck the murderer. Probably fuck that because the murderer probably killed in self defence. Yes, <laughs> believe that boy. This is a minefield. Um, yeah. So what happened at the terminus after party? Not heaps. I just wanted to mention it, so there was something in contemporary. But I, we just were right. there, and it's when you think the after party of a show is going to be quite loose. Not so much when there's mm. three people in the car. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So that it's. <laughs> <laughs> Joe's pool. It's gonna fuck the audio quality. No, I won't. It, I can what, hear it. It's gonna be like buzzing. No, no I can hear, hear the. the I can hear it the entire the time. Nothing is changing. This is a great thing. You don't hear the when they happen, though. No, I do because I'm getting the feed from the computer. You're not. You're only getting the feed from the road, which is not what is out being outputted to the audience. I could do whatever I wanted. So. I could do anything. You pulled the cord and the laptop almost fell off the table again. This poor little laptop's been through a fucking nuts. Because you're resting it on a towel. Yeah, because it's clean up the. It's soaking up ale. Then mate. lay the towel down flat. Well, no, because I'd want to. I don't know. I'm just going to put it on my lap like it was born <laughs> to do. Even more risky. Um, That's so risky. I was just going to say that. <laughs> 
On a summer evening. No, what were you going to say? People are going to listen to this in their car and think that, like, <laughs> the Ox Corps fucked up. And I've just started playing watermelon sugar. I have nothing more to say about the Terminus after party. I was going to try and weave some story about how, like, three people being in a play means that you have to try and cast the net pretty wide within the student theatre world to get oh, people that, to come. That, that's funny. And it's essentially just, like, the like 10 or 11 people who have got not much else to do that night. So there was just sitting around. So it wasn't quite as nuts as you I just had some fucking part. actor guy critique my performance the whole <laughs> night. Like he was like, oh, you did a good job, but here's what I would have done. And started like reading out, the, he'd read the script. Started just reading out fucking lines and shit of mine. What a flog. At a party. So I left with someone else and we went to the Hungry Jacks at like 5 a.m. Fuck yeah. They weren't open. That's the story. Yeah, Hungry Jacks. Student Really, theater. any non-Maccas. I mean, I actually learned years ago that that um, intro, Maccas, is, uh, didn't used to be 24 hours. May not be to this day. Because when I was working really- I think it is now. It it's probably is now, but when I was working really early at the gym, um, I'd drive through Taringa. Hungry Jacks was always closed. And that Maccas only opened at about 4.30. So often I just sit in my car outside at, at like 4.20. Really depressing, waiting for a Maccas to open. One of the worst feelings. That is sad. Not quite as sad as Cracker Jack. Well, we're talking about Hungry Jack. The obsession with Jack themed businesses in Turinga. Katie's apartment. Maybe that's why Katie and Jack Mm. have such a good relationship in that because she's been around Jack's living in Turinga her whole life. She's she's less threatened. So that going to Jack, our friend, was just the next logical step. Going to Lazy Jack's. Do you date someone whose name has a lot of references in your suburb? Call in now (laughs) on... Call it, now. Call, call it now, now on Kids Helpline. <laughs> <laughs> call, call it now on 1-800-REVERSE. Um, call it now. Cracker Jack costumes. Oh, it's famous. It's an institution. You go there, you get costumes. They have their biggest night of the year on Halloween and then they somehow manage to stay open for the rest I, of the time. I love Cracker Jack. It is Every good. time I go in there, I usually I'm like, go oh, to the Bull and Gabba disguises myself. That's where I get I costumes. I think... Um, Subtle difference for me. Disguises is a much better higher range. Cracker Jack is very... It's much more affordable if you just want to buy something outright. There's there's a lot of stuff you can just buy at Cracker Jack that'll help you. I think I bought sheep costumes there for work at Nova. Great. For the Tenerife Festival because their logo's a sheep. Oh. And we were doing little sheep races or something. Very, very, very complicated job you used to have. It, <laughs> What you do is you go get a law degree, which is generally <laughs> considered difficult. You, and then um, you go work you incur, at a radio station where you need to buy sheep you costumes incur, for Taringa. You incur an extraordinary amount of debt in doing so. Now, here's the important part. You need to get really, really deep into debt before you leave behind the education and go organise sheep costumes. Yeah. And then, when you want to become qualified in the education you did for five and a half years, get into some more debt. And the best part, the thing you go to do instead of the thing that got you the debt, pays way less than the thing you would have done if you'd just done what you got with the degree with. Significantly less money. <laughs> you'll make no money. You'll be in debt. And you'll... But you'll have sheep costumes. But you will have How sheep. many grads can say that they got sheep costumes? Baba grad sheep, have you any... Fuck! What? No, like the segment that we're about to do. Oh, right, cool. I thought the laptop stopped. No. Oh, could you imagine? God, it's a very techie episode. Does Turinga fuck? Yes, I think it does because of the number of students there, the number of share houses, the number of apartments. I think I don't think apartments fuck. No, no, I do. Apartments are ugly and lame. Apartments fuck. No, they don't. Okay. 
<laughs> You're right. Flat I ruling. Changed, I changed my mind. Uh, I don't think Turinga fucks. You say no. I think Turinga goes to other suburbs to fuck. No, I think it fucks more than you'd think because while there are parties in St. Lucia, while there are like mm. hangouts in Indrapilly, while there are lots of other things, I think that... Have you turned my microphone up? No. Oh. Are you still talking? I think that um, in that situation, it would be like they would all... It's like while you would associate fucking with the other suburbs, you could then go back to Turinga to fuck. Fair enough, you've swayed me. Now I think Turinga fucks. Well done, you. <laughs> Must be very proud of yourself, boy. All right. Uh, Taringa Fox, you heard it here first on Unpacking Brisbane. Well, it's a city on a river and don't you ever forget it, kid. What do you say we just go to the Osborne Hotel and catch up? You got two sting, three. <laughs> three. The third one was beeping out that horrible slur you decided to finish the show with. All Henry, right. no. Oh, my God, mate. You spill one beer and all of a sudden, it's funny how fair to be on my laptop is making the, the buttons fuck up. All right, well, Taringa, thanks very much for playing. Thanks for coming along. You've been you've been great, Taringa. Great, Taringa. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thanks for tossing up a few softballs on this freaky deaky ride. You know, life. we've heard that this has been described as the Frost Nixon of uh, suburb-based podcasts, and I think that description is absolutely accurate. Couldn't agree more, mate. Yeah. Um. So, if you want to be a real Frost Nixon, <laughs> if you really want to go. <laughs> You want to be a real frosty Nick? Oh, that frosty Nixon! I haven't seen the movie, but I assume Nixon was very cool. I believe he was a snowman president, <laughs> and it's Frost Nixon. And they asked to burn the tapes, but it melted him. And he was like, "No!" It's like Frosty Nixon, Mister President. Your nose is made of carrot. <laughs> okay, so Frost. Cool, we got there. When the president, you had to wait till the very when end. When the president <laughs> melts, it's not illegal. I say, I say this. It's called Watergate. Oh, it's funny because melts it's and becomes melts. water. Yeah. <laughs> we really saved our clever. Well, we saved piece. our Frost Nixon gear for the very end, folks. So if you hung in there and got that little bit of commentary, well done, you. Go, guy. Get your mangroves tickets. They're, yep. they're selling really fast. Just they're walking if out you the listen to this podcast, I promise you don't want to miss that night. It's going to be unreal. In the meantime, listen to the album songs today. Make your dad proud. It's all or make all. your mum proud. Dad used in all its definitions there. Yeah. Um. And then we'll chat to you next week. Getting exciting because there's just so much fucking awesome stuff to talk about. With the so true. Bye. Bye. Oh, Henry. You spilt more beer on your laptop. Oh, no.